Okay, here we go. All right, hey y'all, and welcome to Money Over Mimosas. I am your host, Christy. Uh, this is the inaugural episode, I guess, with our first guest. We have um, Nicole with us, and I'm going to give her a proper introduction. Ugh, excuse me, a proper introduction. But I wanted to tell you a little bit about me first, in case this is your first time or if you've never seen me before. And my name is Christy Basket. I am a realtor here in Metro Atlanta, and I am on a mission to help women buy their homes and do their real estate transactions for the first time, for forever, and life changes, or for profit in case you're looking to invest. And I decided to do this to bring more awareness to the aspects of money that we don't like to talk about because we love to spend it, but we don't love to talk about it. So I figured why not marry two things we love, one thing we love to do, and that's have mimosas and talk about money. So to get started, we are going to do a little toast to our guest. And I was actually introduced to her, not by a person, but by one of my favorite things, and that is wine. And I have been following her brand for a while, which is her wine. And they had a like a holiday duo set of their new sparklings. I It included the rosé and the sparkling Riesling. And Riesling is one of my favorites, so I had to pick it up. And when I picked it up from her, I actually told her a little bit about this. It was just an idea then, but we're actually doing it now. So it was not until we met again at another event she was vending at that, and I got a very good introduction for her so i'm gonna be reading that um it wasn't until that event that i got to the chance to learn how this adventure seeking marketing maven decided to take on her greatest adventure yet by starting her own boutique wine collection designed for the women of today inspired by all of the women who are continuing to evolve into better versions of themselves her wines is an acronym that stands for having evolved repeatedly. And this is something I can relate to a lot. Um, that's the story for another day, but that, that spoke to me. So I'm sure it can speak to a lot of you as well. These wines are designed to offer relaxation for the women who do it all. In those moments when they finally get a chance to relax and to get us through what she describes as the evolution points, which are essentially the moments between where you like, I don't know what the hell I'm gonna do to, you know what, I got this. I, 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 can, I can figure it out. And that this kind of helps bridges that gap. The flavors of her wine, like Mama Needs a Break, which is a red blend, and finally after five, which is a peach blend, it looks delicious, by the way. Definitely reflects those moments. So, since she started her wine, our guest has been able to grow and expand her line, adding sparklings and rosés and re the sparkling rosé and riesling, which I am sipping on today, y'all. 
the this is the sparkling reason i already drunk the rosé of course but i did keep this bottle for a special occasion and it's been hurting me i've been holding on to it y'all for months now so i've been ready to drink it um she has taken home both gold and silver in the proof awards which is a spirits competition and has it started expanding her brands into retail stores around metro atlanta so if you in the city go to her site and try to figure out where you can pick it up and get you some and on top of that she did all of this while beating cancer so without further ado i don't have anything else to say um i feel like this is going to be an amazing moment and i am so happy to have nicole anderson the founder and ceo of her wine here with us so let's raise our glasses and toast to our amazing guest and nicole welcome thank you so much for being here i really appreciate you and i appreciate you coming through and taking time to sit down with me Absolutely. First of all, thank you for that amazing intro. I was like, oh, snap. Yes. So thank yes, you girl. so much for that. I really appreciate it. I'm so excited to be here. So I'm so glad that we're doing this because we did talk about it. And I was like, oh, yeah, let's do it. Period. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm super excited to have this conversation today. Yes. And I'm excited to see it come into fruition. I told you you were going to be my first guest. When you are, girl, you are, the, you are literally the first even person to schedule the interview. I reached out to a few people and you are the first literal, like not just I'm going to post you first. You're the first guest, literally. I so. appreciate that. I appreciate that. That's real. That's real. And I appreciate it, too, because I was like, I don't know. So <clears throat> I want um, those who are tuned in to get to know you a little bit more. But because this is money over mimosas. I want us to kind of approach it from a financial standpoint. So if you could tell me a little bit about your financial background and how it has started to kind of shape your relationships with money and finances, especially throughout your journey, but also right now. Hmm, that's a really great question. So I would probably say that my relationship with money um is pretty basic you know and i would say starting out it was and what i mean by that is it was mostly um foundational you know what you learn from your parents mm -hmm. and your you know they, they tell you uh cash is king mm -hmm. get a good credit mm -hmm. score right you yep. know you don't even know what that means but you just know okay, mm -hmm. well, have a good credit score so make sure you have a good credit score and um and keep some money in the bank so i always knew growing up that like i needed to make money to get the things that i wanted to get my mom would literally like even when i went away to college she would literally throw away credit cards so i didn't get a credit card until i graduated Ooh. yeah she was really <laughs> intentional about that. that was kind Ooh. of funny. um so yeah, yeah she was super intentional about that so i didn't have i didn't i went into it kind of learning from my parents mistakes or I don't even want to say mistakes but just like mishaps or bumps that they may have made you know in the early parts of their years when they were my age I learned from them what not to do and then I also learned from them what to do because my mom is like talking about budgets and she she knows how much is in the bank account at any given time she's the one so I learned a lot from her 
Okay, shout out to mom. Mm-hmm. So you would say that your foundation was really focused on being aware, staying on top of what you have at all times, budgeting properly, kind of the basic foundation. So pretty much, yeah. yeah. But so how would you say, oh, well, go ahead. No, I was going to say, um, but to answer the second part of your question, though, I think that because of that, because of how my parents um, taught me money out of coming out of a system of lack, right? Because we came mm, from mm-hmm. we didn't have, it's like, like I grew up with the spoon, right? Um, right. So I feel like I had to unlearn some things about money mm. and how I want to attract more of it nowadays. Mm-hmm. Some things that I'm learning to unlearn about yes. how they taught me about money. So I have a better relationship with money now. Mm. Yeah. Now, I have another question, but I want to touch a little bit on what you just said about how you had to unlearn mm-hmm. some things about money. So what would be some of the things you would say you unlearned in order to help you progress? And then we can segue into my next question. And that is, would you say that that would be or was that a driver for what you have decided decided to pursue as your current passion? Yeah, that's a great question. So essentially, um, I've had to unlearn how to, I've had to unlearn my relationship with money. So I've had to unlearn the power of not just keeping things in the bank, right? The mm. power of your money making money for you. So one of the, probably the the lessons I've learned or or something that I've heard, because I like to YouTube and listen to billionaires talk about money, right? Mm Because why am I going to listen to somebody who's not where I want to be? I want to listen to somebody who's where I want to be and and, and live. Okay. So that being said, I definitely have been unlearning this idea that, you know, you have to keep money tight. You know, I want my money to grow and glow and I don't want to have mm-hmm. to hold it tight in order to do that. Sometimes you got to spend money to make money. That's the lesson I learned. You yeah. have to spend money to make money. So I'm, I had to, but I grew up where pa- my parents were um, savers and I don't want to say penny pinchers, you know, but they were more cautious of what was going out and it wasn't like, okay, I know I'm going to spend this because I, you know, want to make more money. It was like, hold the money in as soon as you get it, I got to hoard it. I don't want to let it go. So for me, that's probably been big, the biggest thing. And that did impact, you know, my um, my journey into my career. Um, because ultimately, like before I got into wine, I was a mark- like in marketing. And so um, going into that role, hitting six figures, like that was great, you know. But I have, it, it took a while. I was like, climb. There were several jobs. Like I tell people all the time, like my climb to six figures was long and arduous. It was not a, a straight line, straight up. It took a lot of turns and curves and dips to get to the six figures. So mm-hmm. I say that, and honestly, you know, now with six figures, you hear that, but it's, that ain't, you know, like it, it, it's kind of like the next thing, right? It's like, okay, six figures is anywhere from 100,000 to 999,000, right? So there's a huge exactly yeah yeah so that's um i would say that that did impact me and then also just wanting to have more and the way to to reach the 
to attain the wealth that I'm looking to build, it's got to come from owning my own. And that's, that's mm-hmm. absolutely on that entrepreneurship. So sorry, that was a roundabout mm-hmm. answer to say <laughs> what I was getting to. Yeah, no, I think you answered it perfectly. I think that really touched on everything about how our mindsets, even what we learn, sometimes we have to unlearn in order to be the become the greatest versions of ourselves. And I think that really is something that a lot of people need to know. Mm-hmm. And a, a lot of times with money, people don't think about it as just, you know, they think about it just as money. But a lot of the reason why a lot of us stay kind of stuck where we are is because of a, a lack of the right mindset. Mm. And so it's interesting that you mentioned that because even in my day to day, I run into people who think that they can't own just because of mindset. Yes. They yes. just are so unaware of things and it puts them into a paralysis. So they end up not moving instead of moving mm-hmm. forward. So I love that. I love that. So you talked about how you started out in marketing and you eventually moved into the business of wine. Mm -hmm. So what would you say was the catalyst that helped you pivot from working just to live and just get to the six figures and to really start working to build your own and building your own wealth? Hmm. That's a good question. So I think when I'm thinking back on what what was that like moment that inspired me? I can't say there was like a particular moment. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think something in my life happened where I was like, I just gotta, I gotta get this, you know, money or whatever. Honestly, what I really think it was is that I made a decision and I, um, I wrote it down. I said that I want to retire by the age of 35. Mm, okay. Right, so I'm 32, I turned 33 this year. My goal was to retire from corporate by um, no later, no later, words are king, right? No later than 35. So it can happen anytime Mm -hmm. between then and now. Um, And so my intention was to really go through and build out what it would take in order for me to do that. Because there's always Mm. a piece of it of like saying it, but then now I wanted to create a plan to achieve it. So I had to, I worked with a financial planner and we created a budget. So I was like, okay, so now I know, like, this is what the budget is. This is how much Mm -hmm. I need in order to sustain the lifestyle that I enjoy, right? Mm -hmm. So there was that piece of it. And then there was this piece of, okay, now what is it going to take? You know, like, how much do I need to, how much wine do I need to sell in order (laughs) to sustain this lifestyle? Like, what does it It mean? a lot of bottles. It's a lot of bottles, y'all. It's a lot of life questions over here. So, so I had to get to a place of kind of like being comfortable with, you know, that and then working towards that, right? So, mm-hmm. all, so and understanding like wine is just one vehicle, but the, the ultimate goal is multiple streams of income, right? So then Absolutely. this year specifically, I was like, okay, I need to outline like what are the top things that I want to do that I can do immediately that can generate income into Mm -hmm. my life 
right? And so that's really where I'm at as far as trying to figure out how that, how to work that angle. Um, it's it's about making that plan. All right. Yeah. So I that- love that. I love that. Also relatable for me because I'm in that same space. Well, I'm actually approaching 35. I didn't have a retirement plan for 35. Thank goodness, because I would not be prepared. But (laughs) I love that. And I'm kind of a person, full transparency, who a little bit just kind of neglected my finances. I was like, I'm on top of my bills. I'm not about to be homeless. The car's not in repo, so I'm good. Right. But I didn't really even start to hone in on really focusing on, okay, so what does it take to, what does it look like for me? And so I love that you were already thinking about that. And I think a lot of us just do not. Yeah. We spend all, we, you know, we're living our best life. We're, you know, we yeah. all have brunch. We doing mimosas. We're traveling. We're seeing the world. Yeah, but we're not thinking about retirement or purchasing a home. And honestly, I'm guilty of it. Like I said, and I think that's one of the reasons I started is because I wanted more people to be able to talk about that and be like, okay, you know what? I didn't even think about that. I'm 30, and I didn't even think about that. So you know, I think it's a it's a, you make a, such a valid point because. I think we're not conditioned to think about those things. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, like you said, all I know is like my bills are paid. Um, like, you know, mm-hmm. I can I have disposable income, a little bit to do different things. And we kind of just leave it there. But when we're really thinking about legacy planning, when we're thinking mm-hmm. about wealth, a lot of those things come from us having a deeper understanding of our finances, not being scared to tackle it and really talk about yep. it. And, and be and make sure you have the right financial team around you in order mm-hmm. to build that wealth. Because the ultimate goal is for your money to make money. And that requires having a team of people that know how to manage, navigate, invest so that it does yield the returns that you're looking for. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Now, speaking of team, I do. I am curious to know, how did you go about finding your team? And as we go into our next question how has that helped you with whatever financial hurdles you've kind of encountered on your journey? What mm-hmm. the, what the, what have those looked like for you and how have you been able to overcome them through maybe help from your team or just within yourself? And also, you know, like I said, share a little gems about maybe how you found your team. Cause you know, we all struggling a lot of times to find the right professionals, whether that's financial planning, wealth building, investments, um, accounting, so many things. So if you have, you know, some team gems to share, please shout them out. We love, you know, we love referrals. So. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. So you, you touched on a couple things. And my bad, I don't know if y'all hear that, but I stay in, in the city and there's a lot of these fake speed racers out here. So Oh, my bad. Yeah, you know I know. I'm like, come on, y'all, revving up your little Honda. But anyway, Mm -hmm. um, so to answer your question, that's 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 a that's a jam packed question. I'm gonna start with the team first. 
So with the team, I think it's extremely important to get around. You always hear it all the time. You want to be in a room with people who are smarter than you, right? Mm -hmm. It was really important to find people who who had a deeper understanding of finances more beyond what I knew. Because I I don't know a lot at all, to be honest with you. I'm still learning. Um, And so I've been really fortunate to have a financial planner, um, have an accountant, right? Mm-hmm. For someone who can help keep the books clean. You also want to have someone who understands um, investments. And usually that can be your financial mm-hmm. planner. Honestly, I know a lot of people may may hear about financial planning and financial planners. Um, and they're like, oh, why do I need somebody to, you know, give me life insurance or whatever? Like, right. even just understanding life insurance and how there are people who live off of their life insurance. Like, there are mm-hmm. so many that millionaires, people with money, money, long money are doing that skilled financial planners have the ability to do. So I always, always recommend people, you know, get a financial planner on your team and also an accountant, whether it's, you know, somebody, because a lot of times we only talk to an accountant for taxes because we just don't want to do it. And even then Mm -hmm. sometimes it's like, oh, it's cheaper if I just do my own taxes. Don't get me wrong. It is. And I did my own taxes. (laughs) Four years, honestly. But, you know, now I I own a business. But even that, Mm -hmm. I was like, man, I started talking to, again, other, like, millionaires. And I'm like, how are y'all? Like, what you you doing? And just listening. listening. They'll tell you stuff. And it's just like a whole gym. And you're like, oh, that's how you do it. So for me, it became, you know, just a tactic to listen to the right people, be in the right rooms. Um, I definitely would love to shout out um, Jonathan, uh, Country Financials. Definitely, mm-hmm. guys, we're going to be having some um, financial classes soon. Like, just, oh, yeah. you know, why? Because wealth, wealth in Wine event, I loved it. It was a very intimate group, very intimate space. I don't mean to cut you off, but the people I met there and the connections I made there were amazing. And I would definitely recommend everyone get a chance to go and check it out. Everyone was so nice. Everyone was so open and welcoming. So the events Nicole have, y'all, y'all need to make sure y'all going because she having some good stuff. And there you get to taste the wines, you know, and can, so you can see what you like and you can purchase. Hey. Yes, yes. go ahead, girl. Sorry. <laughs> I appreciate Listen, I thank you thank you sis no but for real so we're i'm I'm really excited because we're going to take the wine and wealth and i'm I'm actually working with another organization so i'm gonna i'm gonna wait because it's some big news that we have um but you know what next time when we ready girl we have to do like a little ig live real quick with you yeah yeah yeah. hopefully by the end of this week um oh shoot it's already friday y'all yeah so next week week. um but i have some really big news to share with you that what we're doing to combine wine and wealth because for me it's extremely important as Mm -hmm. you know the wine is part of evolution like you said having evolved repeatedly well evolution isn't just on the mindset spiritual side it's not just you know being a better business person it comes down to you know, evolving with your wealth and how mm-hmm. you're spending your money and leveraging it appropriately, you know? So cause we all are looking to lead the lives that we want to live. And that looks different for everybody. So 
Okay, I'm getting off my little soapbox there because that's all I asked. It's to fine. Say. It's all good. That was good information. So it's, it was worth it. Yeah. But I was going to your second question. So um, you asked, what was the biggest hurdle, financial hurdle that I've experienced and, mm-hmm. um, and how did I get out of it? And yep. so um, I think that's such a really awesome question because I don't think we, and I say we as business owners, Mm-hmm. I don't think we always um, talk about the good. We talk about the good. I don't think we talk about the bad and the ugly of mm-hmm. the entrepreneurs. So for me, her wine has been self-funded, all like even today, right? Now we're working mm-hmm. to change that, but it's been okay. funded up until this point. And, and luckily the business has been able to grow to a point into a place where it can start to, you know, sustain itself. So I can, it's mm-hmm. not all money coming out of me all the time. Now the business can pay for itself. So now we're yeah. in place, right? But mm-hmm. prior to that, you know, keeping it, keeping it a thousand with you, there were times where we didn't have it. The bank account was zero. zero. <laughs> and, and I will say like the way that I operate my personal finances and business finances are different because mm. in personal finances, I'm, like how we were talking about earlier, I'm a stickler, you know, like bills got to be paid, things need to happen, you know, like budgets, all that. But with business, you got to pay to play, you know, so there's sometimes where you have to put money out and it may not come in. So I had to, so, so I, I say that to say that even um, going through the building of this brand, there were several times where I hit bottom, bottom, you know, like, we ain't had no money. People asking and looking at, you know, the marketing and like, oh, this looks so polished. I was doing all that in the background, late nights, just trying to figure it out, right? Because the money mm-hmm. not hit the bank account yet. But that's where, you know, you, you ask like, well, how do you come out of that, right? Mindset, one, first and foremost, is the biggest key there. Because it's easy to go into, honestly, a depression when you see the bank account is not, the money ain't money <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Money, money, you start to, oh, you start to look. Oh, <laughs> Lord, where, where is it at? Please, you know. <laughs> so, like, I, I, I had uh, several, you know, low points where I was like, "All right, God, this shit gotta come." You know, we, are, we're not gonna mm-hmm. make it. Um, but God always makes a way, and then again, you find a way. You gotta be around people who are smarter than you. And like I said, also, I had to surround myself with people and and just get get comfortable with being uncomfortable and having uncomfortable conversations. And for some reason, we always associate talking about our finances and as if it's like an uncomfortable situation. Mm. And, um, and it was, you know, it's tough talking to people because you people expect you to be at a certain level. And when you're not, yep. they pull back the layers and you have to sit there and be like, yes, yeah, so no, we ain't making money. You know, they're like, what? Mm-hmm. It's like, no, we're not. But but I had to get, what I found is that the people, again, that I surrounded myself. So again, shout out to Jonathan and the his team at Country Financial. There wasn't any judgment. You know, I think mm. so. I feel like people are going to judge us if our bank account isn't, you know, six figures and, and the money ain't overflowing. And so I had to get over that fear of being judged. Right. Mm-hmm. I was projecting. They weren't giving me those vibes. I was just like, oh, they're going to judge me. They're going to, you know, like be like finances are so personal. Mm-hmm. So finances and sex. Two things. Yeah. We do. <laughs> yes. Right? Finances and sex are the two things that we deal with a lot. 
And yeah, we get so uncomfortable when we want to talk to experts about it. We don't want mm-hmm. to talk to your doctor about your sexual history. You're not trying to talk to your financial plan about the realities of your finances, but we need, mm-hmm. we need to. Yes. So, um, so yeah, I say that to say like, yeah, I, I've hit the lows. I've seen the rock bottoms. I've seen zeros in my account. Look, stuff has been overdrafted before. Like, I'm not too good for it. We've been there, but how do you get out of it? And it's mm-hmm. all surrounding yourself around the right people and maintaining that mindset, learning how the rich and the wealthy, how do they not only attract money, but how mm-hmm. they keep money and how they multiply their money. Mm-hmm. Y'all. So I'm super excited about this, this news that I have to tell y'all next week um, because we're going to be teaching that. That's, yes. that's that has become a side mission for me is how do we teach that? So yes. That's my little two seconds feel. <laughs> cool girl. <laughs> Pastor Nicole, girl, you just gave us a word real quick. Because as a self-employed person, I understand completely. Because when the money is coming in, you know, you up, you balling. And then when you hit that dry spell, it's like, uh, woo. Uh, Lord, what are we going to do? Right. <laughs> they call me for the office fees. What am I going to do? Woo. They call Help me. I get right. And, I, I'm, and that's exactly why I started this podcast is because I feel like to your point about sex and finances, we don't ever want to talk to an expert about it because we're too embarrassed. Yes. We're ashamed. I'm not claiming to be an expert at all about anything from a financial standpoint. You know, I stay in my lane. I know my real estate stuff and that's, that's that. But it's just that even we can't even talk to our friends about, you know, what you're going through financially yeah. They may have a solution because they pro- they may have went through that too and they didn't want to tell you about it. Yes. And that's just, it's so much of that. And I'm, I just feel like we needed a place to be able to have these conversations. So that's exactly why we're here. So I love that you talked about that and you hit on those points because it's not all peaches and cream and it's a lot of zeros and negatives and all these internet stories of these rags to riches and I made 60,000 in a day and that that happens but even for me I can make 60,000 in a day and I've done that in real estate and you know it, it it can happen but it's about what happens after it's about it doesn't happen every day how do you consistently do that and we get so caught up. And for me, it, it's a mind, it was a mindset thing too. And a process of understanding, like you said, being in spaces with people who have done what you've done. Because the way I was raised, nobody had done that. Yep. So no one had any advice for me. So mm, that's real. I, girl, you really, whew. You said a word right there. (laughs) Question. Um, This one is kind of going to sum up everything. And sometimes this happens because in the pursuit of financial success, sometimes we put our passions to the side. 
and we're not always living in our purpose as we're pursuing our financial gains. So have you ever personally been in a situation where you sacrificed um, what you loved or what you love to do, or even the purpose that, you know, God or the creator universe, whatever, you know, you subscribe to what they had lined up for you and you knew you were supposed to be doing have you ever sacrificed that for the pursuit of financial success Mm, that's a good question okay so have i pursued anything that's outside of my purpose Mm -hmm. in the or passion or passion in the search for wealth or financial gain success You know, honestly, I, so I have this philosophy. It's that it's clearly I have a thing for acronyms. I'm starting to realize this about myself. I think I have a thing for acronyms. So there's a marketing movie. I'm kind of like that too. I'm like, man, I love a good acronym. So there's an acronym that I've had for forever that's held true to me. It's focus. Mm. Follow one course until successful. Mm. I've always heard that it stuck with me for years. And so that has laid a foundation for me where I don't pivot. Mm. I, I really, a lot of the things that I've worked on, like I have so many, you know, ideas. And like I said, the money has gotten low. The money was not money in forever. Um, mm. mm-hmm. But I still had faith that God was going to make a way. And every time. every time. So whether it was somebody who was like, hey, doing bartering services or um, if someone just blessed me with something. Like, I've had people who just blessed me. Shout out to um, to Candy because she has a social media, um, a social media management service that she provides. Y'all need to check her out. She's amazing. Hey, but Candy. She a solid for for a year when I was going through my treatment, she managed my whole social media. Mm. For free. For free. Mm. So I said as I say, like I, I I'm fortunate in that when times got low, I didn't have to go outside of what I needed to get what I what I needed to get back on my feet to find that purpose and passion. And when you focus, it's only a matter of time before the thing that you're looking for arrives, before the money comes. You just gotta see it, feel it, believe it, and mm-hmm. it's got to come. So I have it. Now I say that when I saw some of these women out here making $100,000 and a million dollars on OnlyFans, I ain't gonna lie, y'all. It was like, sis, you said you you showed your feet and you got how much? Right, okay, Larsa Pippen, girl. But no, I, I thought about it and it's so funny because I feel like you see that and you get, it's like the little apple on the tree, right? You, it's shiny, mm-hmm. it's so appealing, you really want it, but what's it worth? And honestly, mm. like you said, you can hit 60000 in a year, but they don't tell you about the 364 days where they didn't have that, that money coming in. So mm-hmm. yes, you may have, you know, they talk about the pop-ups and the glow-ups, but those women didn't just hit the scene and then just start making the money it's a grind so i talked myself out of it real quick that was probably a good 30 second conversation with self <laughs> i was like should we yeah 
But sound good. And shout out to Sis for, for hitting those numbers because I'm, I'm not mad at it at all. Absolutely. I'm not mad at anybody getting what getting what they deserve, doing what they do. That you know, that's for me exactly. Get it how you live. Yeah. No judgment. Hey, live your life. Live your life as long as it serves you, right? Because the the I think the big piece is money is going to come when you follow your passion and your purpose. When Mm -hmm. you step outside of that for money, that's when it gets wicked that's when and i say wicked with air quotes right but mm-hmm. it's that's when things change that's when you feel like you're sacrificing soul for money and you don't have to it's not necessary right yep. so for me i feel like if i was in a certain industry and that was going to help again focus if that was going to help propel me to the next level well you know you do what you got to do but just don't sac don't sacrifice your soul for it that's that's mm. my thing don't sacrifice your soul for it. Don't do it out of a, a a sense of lack. When you move and operate out of a sense of lack mm. and, and, and out of a spirit of lack, you continue to attract that. You continue to to bring more opportunities for lack to enter into your life. You know, I think we've, mm-hmm. all, we've all experienced or seen or know somebody who it's like all the time they're like, oh, man. I ain't got it. Can't wait till the 15th or the first or, you know, like living paycheck to paycheck. And you were like, and and it's like always something like that person always asks you for money. It's always like my cars broke down. And it's like, that was last month. This month, something happened at the house. We can't afford to pay it. You know, it's always something. Yeah. Is anything ever like working out in your favor with finances? But it's the mindset or the lack of Mm-hmm. We like in my friend group to refer to it as the scarcity mindset. I know a lot of people use that. And we mostly use it when it comes to dating. We find a lot of men have a serious mm-hmm. scarcity mindset and it's a turnoff. Because it's not even that they don't have money sometimes or they don't have it. It's sometimes even with people who do have it. It's that scarcity mindset that keeps them stuck. They can't ever move forward. They can't ever progress. Like you said, even though they have it financially, it's still always something. Because your mindset is stuck in scarcity. You always thinking about, well, what's going to happen or what might happen? And I'm not saying be financially irresponsible, but that scarcity mindset have them stuck. Yeah, yeah. That's true. That's true. And as you know, a lot of times as women, right? When, mm-hmm. It's funny because you hear right now, this year, last year, this whole high value man and you know all high value women. Those terms have been thrown around a lot, and it's interesting because when you think about those things, they're always associated with the man with money as high value, and it's like, but it's also your mindset because I've met a lot of these, you know, quote unquote high value men who, like you said, have that scarcity mindset. They're pinching. They are like, you know, they're always talking negative with money. Yes, thinking on everybody after their money. It's just like... It's not that. Women also, <laughs> I think the, the thing is, a lot of times women aren't looking for... It's not the money. It's mm-hmm. the security. Mm-hmm. Are you able to hold it down? I think that's the part that gets yes. communicated. Is we're not looking for someone who has a lot of money, but do you have... Because that can go any moment. Anytime. Experienced it, right? So what mm-hmm. happens 
how do, how do you operate in those moments? Are you in the mindset of lack and despair where you get stuck in that space? Or are you able to say, I have an abundant mindset, so I might be down for a minute, but I'm going to get back up. Yeah. Easy, you know? So, yeah. So I, I 100% um, agree with you that the scarcity mindset is a super turnoff, but I think also it's it comes from, it's stemmed from how we were raised as, a, mm-hmm. as black people in society. We weren't yep. taught financial practices and foundational things. Mm-hmm. I learned how to write a check when I was a senior in high school, because right before they graduated, they give you like this financial quick course, right? It's supposed to be a whole Mm -hmm. semester, but it wasn't. I went to a black, black school too. Same. They didn't even teach us at school. (laughs) I just knew what I'm saying. But contrarily, I've talked to people from other backgrounds, especially when I went off to college and like they had courses on credit. They had courses on money mm. management in high school. Yeah. Early on, not senior, like, oh crap, I forgot. You're about to graduate and get in this real world. Let me tell you about credits and don't get a credit card. You know, like, that's mm. what I say, because honestly, it went my very, not actually not even my very first, my second job out of college, I met a guy. His name is Miso. Miso is Venezuelan. He's amazing, amazing person. He taught me, he gave me a book, actually, gifted it to me. And it was a Tony Robbins book. I still got it to this day. And in that book, he talked to me about compounding interest. He told me how he was able to afford luxurious trips for his family because he would use his credit cards. And he would gather those points, right? And he would travel for free around the world. And I was like, (laughs) again, money, you know, it's the things we don't know, but you don't know. What you don't what you know, don't know. we don't want to talk about it. So yep. that's my that's my little message. Be be open to talk about your finances. Don't be afraid to hold it. You know, like spend. You got to pay to play. You got to yep. spend it to make it. So I, I visualize giving money away. You know, like if I if mm. I have moments where I'm feeling like, ooh, the money ain't money in, I'll go out and I'll give money away. Yeah. That's a real thing. Girl, I do the same thing. <laughs> At the, it's like I'll be in the middle of paying bills, something will come up, and I'll be like, donate to somebody's mm-hmm. kid, something. Just And it's like, this is not the best time, but I'm going to do it anyway. I do the yeah. same thing, and it honestly makes me feel better. And then it seems like the bank account never moves for some reason. I don't know if it's just a mental thing, but I'll give, like, when I feel like things are moving, kind of, it's like, it's low. I'm just like, mm, I'm going to still yeah. give. And I, st- and I give the money away. And like I said, it feels like my bank account doesn't even move. I go check my account. And I'm like, dang, you still this much money in here? <laughs> oh, my God. And it's very much sometimes too with faith, we'll get in positions. It's a very much, you know, and I've been talking to this about my friend recently. It's like sometimes we in a season where with our faith, it'll be, you know, God will get you in a, you need to get down or you need to lay down. It's up to you. And a lot of us have been in a season or coming out of that season where you're supposed to be relying on your faith and you was, you, you got a little, 
you got a little arrogant. You was like, you know, oh, no, this is what I'm going to do. And this is how it's going to go. And I heard what you said, but I'm not going to do that. That's not, I'm not about, I hear what you said is the steps and what the purpose is and what I'm supposed to be doing, but I'm not. And then next thing you know, <laughs> you on your ass. God said, let me tell you. <laughs> better than I can tell you. And you like, okay, I heard you. And I'm yep. going to do what you said. And I feel like for me, I've been in that season too. It's like, do you believe me or not? <laughs> you know what I can do because I've done it for you before. So for me, it's been very much that. And that's how I ended up here doing this podcast and focusing my business to talk about, because you touched on this too, walking in your passion. Yes. And when I started in real estate, I knew I was supposed to be serving women. That's what I knew. From the day I left that office with my test, I knew that's what I was supposed to be doing. And I sat down and I told the broker and I and I did the exact opposite. And it's taken me, I'm licensed almost four years. It's taken me four years to get back and start doing what I was supposed to be doing. So that purpose point, like you said, you really drove that home, even for me, that you have to do what God told you to do. <laughs> Whoever you believe in, but I'm for y'all watching and listening, do what, do what you're supposed to do, because otherwise you're going to end up in a space where you're going to have to do it anyway, and it's going to be a lot harder. Because I'm just picking up the pieces of my life right now, even in some ways, just getting back to a place where I'm like, okay. And it's because I'm starting to live in the purpose fully. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm realizing now as we talking that it's, I'm feeling better. I'm looking better. I'm happier. And it's because I'm starting to live in the purpose right now in this moment, just doing this. Yes. In my mind, even in my, and even in my mind, I still try to control. I'm like, oh, God, this came so quick. I am not ready. I'm not ready, Lord. I can't do this. I hope she canceled. I <laughs> and I ain't even gonna lie, but that's real. Doing this, it was like, girl, what are you talking about? You are, and I, and it's like God telling me, I told you, you were ready. You've been ready. Yeah. So. I love that, and I. it was a small follow-up question, but I think you really touched on it with your focus acronym, which I love because I, too, am an acronym girl. Um, I always have been, just like with money over mimosas. I call it mom affectionately. And, uh, yeah, so, yeah, I, that's it. I think we can drop the mic on board, girl, because you really, like I said, you got preaching on this some gems and I really appreciate it and I love it so our next thing is my little lightning round I haven't even named this I don't even know what it's called but it's just a little fun thing that got me thinking about I know I'm working towards the wealth we're we're getting there we're gonna have it and so I'm thinking we reached a place of unimaginable wealth Whatever we want, whatever we desire, money's no object. So we get to this place and you get to this place. I want to know your five things 
that no matter how wealthy, how much money, no matter what the situation is, these five things that you are just not giving up. And it could be food, restaurants, your, a habit you just are not getting rid of, places you go, things you eat. Mm. It does not matter. It doesn't. It, but I want to know your five things. No matter the financial circumstances, you are going to still do these, and you know for a fact you're still going to do this. Okay. okay. Dang, that's a good question. Okay. So, what are the five things that I am going to always do? Like Beyonce keeps her hot sauce in the bag. So, what am I? What's my hot yeah, sauce? In the exactly. Hmm. <laughs> Wow, that's such a good question. Okay, um, I feel like it's I feel like it's like black girl necessities, certain things. Like I feel like no matter how much money I have, I'm always going to keep like my hair essentials together. Like I'm mm-hmm. always gonna have that good old handy dandy flat iron, that Nairobi hair wrap stuff, mm-hmm. the good edge control, like. I'm always going to stick to the brands. They cheat, but they work. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I feel like there's certain things. I'm trying to think like different categories. So like food. Mm-hmm. Man. Y'all, I have so, like, my snack game changes up mm. a lot. It just depends on how I feel. Like, it really does. But I love, like, right now I'm on, like, cashew craze. Like, I just love freaking cashews. But not, like, all cashews. The great, the, what's the Kroger brand? I forget what it's called. But Kroger brand be having some really Well, good it depends. You, if, if you on private selection or you on, or you on Kroger. Because, you know, Kroger got levels to the Kroger brand. You got levels. I you know, Private selection is up here, then you know the Kroger brand is the here. Brand and is you know, just, it don't even have a name. It's down here. And I don't care how much money I don't have. I'm never doing that the cheese absolutely terrible. I don't care what nobody say. And I'm a Kroger and my daddy worked at Kroger for a long time. And that's mm-hmm. So it depends on which Kroger brand now, girl. That's hilarious. But I feel you. <laughs> That's hilarious because I didn't even know. Like, and I started. So I love Kroger. Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, if you know, you know, y'all. Dang, if you know, you know. Dang. Well, no, it's it's a private selection. It's the private selection cashews. Mm-hmm. They bless me, y'all. They're so good. Um. Yep. Okay. So let me see. Um. I like their. It's these like cookies. They're like these vegan cookies. I don't care how much money I have. I'm always going to get me some good cookie dough, some good like vegan cookie dough. It's so good. Like, got to do it. Got to have it. Okay. Sorry. You froze for a minute, dear girl. Oh, no. Yeah. You froze too. I was like, is she still there? That's funny. But okay. I'm- so then we both froze. So it's fine then. We, yeah, yeah, I didn't miss it. I was saying, um, I would like cookie dough. Like I love, I love sweets. I be having like moments where I just like crave sweets too. So cookie mm. dough is probably like another one. Um, I feel like y'all have like all the subscriptions: Netflix, <laughs> Disney, like all the subscriptions. But 
I, I feel like no matter how much money I get, I'm going to always stick with Plex. It's like a free Ooh. movie app. So even though I pay for certain ones, I only Ooh. pay for family. I don't use it. I still use the free one. So I, I, I prefer... Dang, oh no, I said that like live too. So I feel like the pirate is gonna be like, she's stealing from us. <laughs> <laughs> my bad. I am. I do my movie. <laughs> See, no, I never heard of that one, but okay. <laughs> that's the heck, y'all. I do love my movies and I like watching them for free and before they officially come out to everybody else. So, period. Shout out to them. I yeah. <laughs> um, what else? Dang, that's a that's such a good question. Like, oh, you know what? No matter how much money I get, real talk, I'm probably always gonna shop at these little online boutiques. Really mm. talk. I feel it's, like it's a thrifting for me, so I get it. <laughs> you like, you can't go wrong with Shein. I don't care how much money I got. Shein's still gonna get my money. Fashion Nova's still gonna get my money. She Couture gonna always get my money. Then y'all just gonna get my money. You just, I'll probably just get more. There we go. I love that. Yeah. Those are probably my, those are my top things that I just can't compromise on. I'm, I'm gonna get those for sure. Period. I love that. Cause like I said, mine is thrifting. I don't care how much money I get. I'm going to the thrift store. Listen. I gotta see what's in there. I gotta know. I don't care. I don't ever see it's good i mean it's not as good of course as it used to be i mean atlanta ain't as good as it used to be so i mean that's just time changes thing you know that's right um but yeah it is some places that i go though that i'm still like yeah and even you can pick up some of that Fashion Nova Sheen stuff in there with the tag still on it. Yeah, for the love. I have to. I have to see the hype. You're probably the fifth person I met who told me like you need a thrift. Like it's gems, and I'm like, what? How? So yeah, we got. Yes. It's places all over, girl. Yeah, we'll set up a day off camera, but yeah, that was that's one of my things. I've always done that, and that's something I'm never getting rid of. I don't care. I don't care if it's a billion dollars in my bank account tomorrow. I am going to the thrift store with a thousand of it, and then I'm gonna ball out a thousand dollars at the thrift store, even though the prices is up now. That that's like. You could close a, a small village, even probably, or at least a small family, God, for sure. Okay. It's still now. in places you know, but yeah, we'll we'll talk about it off camera because that's one of my you other know, things. I was gonna say maybe that's gonna be a thing. We're gonna we're gonna we're going to manifest that we're going to at the end of this year be able to have disposable income where we can pull together a thousand dollars and we're going to thrift and, and help a family in need. That would be amazing. I love that. Yes. Let's do it. Yeah. We want to happen now. Mm-hmm. At least get the baby some coats or something. Yes, for sure. Something. So I'm with it. Let's do it. Yeah. Okay. So that was our fun little light round. I love that. You had some great answers. That was so fun. Um, so yeah, our last thing before we wrap up, and that is, I want you to close us out and tell everyone tuning in, give us your 
give us your money mantra what's what's your money mantra that you keep on the brain every day that keeps you pushing keeps you moving keeps you going towards the goals keeps you grounded even um yeah let me hear what is it so i have um have you seen being mary jane that that show gabrielle union used to be on Girl, so, you know it had us all in the chokehold. All in the chokehold, y'all. That's, that's a throwback. I'm showing my age a little bit. But mm-hmm. um, during that show, I always I always say I feel like her because she has sticky notes all over her house, right? So in my mm-hmm. bathroom, in my mirror, I have sticky notes all over. And, one, yeah. and they're all affirmations. And one of Same. the affirmations that I have, right, girl, the affirmations be, whoo, life. <laughs> So I have several, but one that I repeat constantly is that um, money comes to me easily, frequently, and abundantly. That's mm. to me every time. We're here for sweatless victories, okay? Yes. Work hard for the money because real millionaires, they not working hard, y'all. They living they in this lovely mm-hmm. life. They are working smarter. They are working and the money just flows to them, right? And so that's that's what I'm in the spirit of. Money comes easily, frequently, and abundantly. Y'all can take that. Yes. I love it. Nicole, thank you so much. That was the perfect way to wrap it up. A beautiful mantra. One of my favorites as well, because I too have sticky notes, have writings on the mirror, on the dry erase board, everywhere. You got to keep the mind right, and I love that. So that was the perfect way for us to wrap up the first episode. Again, thank you so much for being my first guest. And this was perfect. Girl, God knew what he was doing. He gave me, now I got this. I got this. But You did amazing. You did amazing. I'm going to top myself off really fast. Top it off, top it off. Of course, with my her wine bubbly Riesling, y'all. Hey. Shout out. This is the brand. So I want to leave all her information below. And um, before we toast out, tell them where they can find you, Nicole, and anything else you want the people to know so that they can support you, shop with you, get some of this delicious wine. Um, go ahead, girl. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much. This was so much fun. It was such a pleasure. Um, I'm so excited because we were able to do this and go live at the same time. So that is shout out to the live crew guard. They were lit up in here. So that was awesome. But um, I would say that you guys can find me at It's Her Wine on Instagram, all social media platforms. It's Her Wine. Mm -hmm. And then you can get us on our website at herwines.com. Really excited. Like um, like Christy was saying, we're in stores now, which is amazing. So, so dope. So you guys, check us out online. You can find out all the stores that we're at if you're in the Atlanta area. We are growing and expanding. I want to be in states, in different states soon. I want to be international, which I'm working on that too. So yeah, keep going up. We're going up for sure. So I'm super excited. Um, and yeah, we got some big things popping. Girl, I got to tell you offline, but we're going to be announcing some good stuff. So y'all stay tuned. Yes, and I love it. So <clears throat> like I said, we're going to leave. I am going to leave all of Nicole's information and even um, 
Candy and the accountant and everybody she mentioned, I'm going to get that from her so I can leave that in the information box below in case you all need those resources because that's why we're here, to be a resource. And uh, yeah, thank y'all for tuning in. So we're going to do a quick toast to close us out. A little clink, clink, cheers Cheers. to the first episode and to great more successful ventures and episodes of money over mimosa so thank y'all for tuning in thank you again nicole for showing up i appreciate you absolutely it's my pleasure cheers bye y'all bye okay all right